When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw. Fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the Meyer to Blythe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brett Meyer, joined as always. I'm a guy, Todd Blythe. Todd, how we doing? I'm doing good, man. We're one to know. I'm feeling good. It's hate week. Excuse me. Iowa week. Not supposed to say hate week. What do we call it? The, the team out East? Was that Rhodes that did that or something? I don't it was know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't Mac. No, Mac didn't care. I mean, he cared, but not like that much for it. was like, we couldn't say the name, but uh, no. yeah, coming off a, uh, we'll call it a win. I think I tweeted That's... out, Hey, get the dub. That's all that matters. We have, um, that's all we did. We've most definitely been a, been a part no of more, no of, less <laughs> been a part of some of those games where it's, uh, it's, you win. Oh, I think we beat what Toledo in like three overtimes. And did you have like the uh, number one plan sports center that night with, uh, listen, Brett, I don't want to, I don't want to make perfect this about, pass. I don't want to make this about me, but yes, it was a uh, number one play on sports. And I think you can still yeah. look it up on YouTube if you'd oh, like my gosh. <laughs> that one in the, uh, in the bank there. But, um, we've had a few games where, you should win by, you know, 14, 17, 21. You should be able to put them away and you kind of dink around. We've lost a couple of those games. You've lost to you and I. We've lost to a couple of Mac teams in our storied careers. Gosh, it's embarrassing. But. I was really hoping, I was really hoping this week that or this year that we we're gonna put to bed the whole start slow, you know, eke out a win or maybe even lose to a to a team that was a lot less talented than us. I thought maybe we were done with those days. Um, I thought maybe our, our team and coach Campbell had kind of learned from, from past matter. mistakes. Oh my God. It was, I'm telling you, it, uh, unbelievable atmosphere to start the before the game and to start the game. Uh, my wife and I went up to it. Um, the, the lots were packed. Everybody I think was pretty well lubed up before the game. Um, and about midway through the second quarter. And then after halftime, uh, still a big crowd, but a lot quieter crowd. They need to either score a couple more touchdowns or serve beer at Jack Trice. You know what I think it is? First off, like, get the dub. You want to feel like, obviously, you know, our friends over in Eastern Iowa probably, as they should, feel better about their week one performance than we do. Uh, but it, at the end of the day, we're both 1-0. and And I just think that, you know, Coach Campbell and the staff – are really comfortable in, in tight, close games, one score games. And you could, I, I mean, you could feel it. I'm sure that our staff knew it. They weren't going to move the ball up and down the field, you know, 85, 75, whatever it is yards after a touchback, or if, if we pin them deep, they weren't going to move the ball uh, and sustain a drive. It was going to have to be kind of like a fluke play and miss tackles like they had where they scored, you know, on their one possession, I think in the second quarter. So we're going to play the field position game knowing that, we have that to our advantage with an elite defense and their offense and a quarterback who's, you know, a nice player, um, you know, from Lincoln, but very inconsistent as a passer and had absolutely nothing in the run game going, uh, you and I did. So I think it's one of those things where we kind of lined up and, you know, as you said, and I think you'd talk to a couple people uh, with you and I kind of figuring out what, what we were doing offensively. And it was, you know, 12 personnel, two tight ends, max protect, inside outside zone. And then some, when you're doing that, you're not going to have three, four guys out in routes and, and it's going to be harder to get open and complete passes. So, you know, I think we, we, we were very basic and very fundamental once we kind of got to a point where we felt like we were, we were in control of the game. And I think coach Campbell knows how to win those games, you know, better than anyone right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sick of winning that way to be, I mean, 
you know, that's great. They, they love it. The, you know, the staff is fine with it. I'm sure the players were, were fine with it, uh, with how they, you know, they got the W and that is the most important thing. So let me preface all of this by saying we got the win and that is the most important thing. Now, that being said, like it was just a boring ass game to watch. At no point did I think we were going to lose. At no point did the game feel like it was really up in there, even though it was closely. I mean, it was a six point win for God's sakes, but at, you know, at no point did it feel like it was slipping away or anything. I mean, their offense just couldn't do anything outside of one busted play. We smothered them uh, on D, but uh, man, was it boring to watch? I mean, we, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say then. I mean, it was just the most vanilla game plan that we could have had. Uh, we didn't try and throw the ball downfield really at all. Um, our run game seemed like it was basic, just inside zone, outside zone. It wasn't a whole lot of, um, you know, not a lot of shifts, not a lot of motions. We weren't going to throw a whole bunch of different looks on the, on the field for him. And it, uh, and, and that's what we got. We got a boring 16 to 10 game, but again, we're one and oh, so we're all super, super happy. If you can't tell by my enthusiasm right now. We're one and oh, I think you've, uh, I think you've, you become spoiled very quickly um, by having uh, a good football supposed team. A, you forgot supposed where to be we number came seven from. team in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's preseason rankings. No, you, you forgot where we came from, Todd. <laughs> we came. We, we uh, yeah. You we came, we, we came, came from, from three and nine seasons, is what we came. Yeah. From, but. So, but no, all in all, I mean, you want to feel good about your first game of the year, and a good way to do that is just to win. So yeah. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not concerned. I know Iowa. You know, we'll get into, um, I guess we could probably just, you know, it, it's, it's Cyhawk week. So put that one to bed. We beat you and I, well, hold on before we you do know that. No, I want to break it down. Oh, oh, I want to cover one ahead. thing. Okay. We talk <laughs> about this and you know what bring, you know, what brings. So when you have a talent advantage, what brings teams closer together is, you know, a shoddy playing surface. So do you want to, Oh my gosh, you want to jump right into the field turf versus versus just, natural grass. Listen, Brett wants to fire the entire, uh, staff that, that maintains and I do not you know, field turf has to be maintained. They'd all still have jobs. They can, they can, it's an, it's an entire major at Iowa state to take care of our grass playing service. And Brett uh, wants pretty to sure we got all a lot those of grass of history. So we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of grass practice. They can, they can and, mow the hills and mow the hills. And no, it, this isn't a personal attack at anyone we've had it is over the years. We've had a, you know, there have been times where our field's been in great shape and weather permitting, and you know, whatever extenuating circumstances, there have been times where our field was not in great shape. And you and I were on the same text chain. I'll leave, you know, the others on the chain, a name, but it is a, you know, a connected cyclone source that said middle of last week on Wednesday, what was, what was happening in Jack Trice stadium? They thought it was in pristine condition. Yeah. Okay. All, all sources really that happened. I hear, all the sources I'm hearing is that it was in pristine condition. Okay. There was some concern about the point about the field conditions. That's not something that you want going into game one. That Especially, is not why we only scored sixteen oh, I, this points. Has nothing not, to what, do. What's I'm the not, over under on the on the turf issue costing us points? Listen, what I, three and a half, two and I'm a half? I'm not saying that it's costing us points. It had nothing to do with how we played. All I'm saying is, you either have it should be a rule that you either have Bermuda grass, which we played on in the south. It's a fast surface. It's a great surface to play on the grass. It's a putting green. Yeah. It's a basically a putting green. That's why they use it on golf courses. Or you have Bermuda grass, which is tough to chip in, by the way, to eat your club up. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a little grabby. <laughs> yeah. So you either have Bermuda grass or you have field turf. Especially if you Listen, if you're in, if you're up north. I, I've always been a grass guy. Anytime and not just like it's not a bit with me and you. Like anytime somebody would ask me, I would say that I I liked natural grass, maybe a little biased because of, uh, tearing my ACL on field turf, but I've always been a grass guy. Now, that being said, I hate to admit this because I don't, I mean, you're not right very often, but it's probably, probably getting close to getting close to being timed to have field turf. <laughs> well, that's it for the pod today, guys. I've done my job here. It's like, no, I, I just, again, I, this is not a personal attack at, everyone involved with, you know, our, you know, Jack Tri stadium, um, you know, playing surface to grass and, and I'm sure they put a ton of work into it. And I promise you that, you know, anytime something like that happens to where it's not up to snuff, I'm sure they're probably just like we were, or our, you know, athletes are when they don't perform, you know, they're probably sitting back thinking what they could have done differently or done better. And they're Listen, sick to their no, stomach. Nobody's, nobody's a harder critic on themselves hey, than the hey, cyclone turf the, grass too. But all I'm saying is, you know, 
you start seeing folks like Notre Dame and even Iowa, like these old school tradition, you know, rich programs that are starting to get field turf. And I just think it makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not ignorant or dismissive to the cost. I think it's, you know, it's upwards of a million dollars, but you know, what, I, what, what, what would the net cost be? Obviously, if you subtract what it costs to, uh, to take care of the grass field right now. So I don't a million know dollars it, anymore to an athletic department is, I mean, look at the building we're building outside the, I know, the stadium right now. I don't think that, they're gonna, yeah, they won't can, sneeze in a million bucks. Well, it'll be a better playing surface. Yeah. We, 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 um, we had a little bit of a dip in revenue last year and there's potential for that in the future as well. So I'm sure that, you know, I, I don't want to be ignorant to, you know, to Mr. Pollard and, and, uh, checks, you know, the, the checkbook up there at Iowa state, but I, I would like to, I don't, see, I don't care about the check. I would I like care to about see that, all that. It's not my <laughs> money. I don't care about all that. Oh, you don't donate. You don't respond <laughs> to the letters we get. I, um, what letters I, I would like to see a more consistent playing surface in Jack Trice. And all right. There's, there's a better option out there, but we'll put this to bed field turf. I think even you just submitted, it, it's better. So I just think in, in our area of the country, if it's week one and the, and the field isn't in great condition, it's, what are we going to do week 10, you know? When, when okay. I'm, I'm giving you this one. I'm willing yes. to concede on the field turf issue. Can we get right. back? To, can we get back to, I do want to talk about the UNI game just a little bit. Okay. What, um, do you got? what were your thoughts on, on our quarterback on Brock Purdy? What'd you, what'd you see out of him? Numbers he wise, was, he was, he, he, you know, appears on paper. He was very accurate. 21 of 26 for 199. No tugs, no, uh, no picks, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he completed 80% of his passes, but in your averages are about seven and a half yards. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, check downs and I'm sure there were some plays out there that he could have hit, but again, you know, it's, you go with the flow of the game and I'm, I don't know if this is a fact, I don't have any inside information, but you know, coach Campbell's in your ear field position defense and Brock's played enough to where you can kind of know when, and you know, when not to take a shot and, and maybe try to fit something in a window. And we just, you know, we don't turn the ball over. We win the game. And I don't, I believe, yeah, we didn't have any turnovers and nope. they had two or three, I think. Uh, yeah. Two picks. Um, yeah. They had the two picks and I know one late, but it was just, I thought he played fine. I think, there's he played play. fine. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a great way yeah. to say he played fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I think when we get against, you know, against Iowa, we're going to need Brock to play kind of like a superstar, you know, all American, all big 12 level for us to beat them. Cause their defense is probably, I mean, we saw Oklahoma play, we've seen, you know, maybe Texas will have, but that's, Iowa's probably going to be the best defense that we'll see all year. Yeah. And they were good last week too. Um, what'd you think? Speaking of superstars, what'd you think of, uh, Brees Hall? 23 carries, 69 yards, one TD. Um, and couple that with the O-line, I guess. We'll lump all that in together. Yeah, I um, mean, there was a lot of positive uh, momentum for the offensive line coming into the year. But um, we have a lot of guys that have played, but I don't know that they've all played kind of together at their current position. So, you know, what that means, I, I've point. never been in an O-line room, but I'm sure it means something for cohesiveness and just, hey, you know, it's, you know, guard and tackle working together, center guard combo, and it's just getting to know kind of who's next to you. And, um, you know, you and I, they're not obviously not, you know, they're not a big 12 defense. They're certainly not Iowa's defense, but you know, they're, they're a good defense. They are clearly at the, if you've been in that room and you've yeah. seen, you know, they're probably with their scheme and, you know, they got Bryce pop coaching the D line. He's played yeah. in the NFL for a long time. They Jeremiah got, Johnson, their DC is as good as, as good yeah. as you will find in college football. In, in my opinion, again, I'm biased because I, you know, know the guy and worked with him, but I mean, he's just, he's really, really good at what he does. And and that's, there's a reason that they are a top defense in, in, you know, their division D one double a or, or FCS, however you want to call it every single year. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's not, let's not beat around the bush. We should run the ball for more than, you know, whatever we had. I think Brees had an average about three yards a carry on 23 carries, which, yeah. Um, you know, whether he, you know, had a couple runs or he didn't, you know, read it right or whatever. I just think there's, you know, absolutely he needs to be, you know, have him be upwards, you know, 23 carries. You'd like to see him close to a hundred yards. And, um, we're going to, he was style. banged up a little bit coming in too. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Part of me doesn't understand that. I feel like somebody that w- breaches caliber and, 
should maybe just have like the quarterback's jersey on during practice and like doesn't and, get and tackled. My thought is if he if he's and, truly back if he was truly banged in coming in, I thought I think twenty three carries is a lot of work when uh, you know, I think we'd all love to see what Jarrell Brock can do back there too. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, 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 who knows? Races, yeah. You're going to get coach speak into the media and you ne- you never know, you know, half of it's true, but you never, never know which half. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, look, we, again, we come back to the fact that we're one to know, obviously a heck of a lot better than your whole season's in peril. If you lose that game, I certainly um, so. still have some question marks though. I was curious to see what we do in the past game. Obviously our, our best pass catcher, Charlie Kohler, all, all American did not play dressed, but didn't play at all. Um, and then we just didn't do a lot in the past game. So we didn't get to really see who that next option was going to be at receiver. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson had a nice game, seven catches, 88 yards, Tariq Milton, um, really three catches for 37, but 34 of those yards came on one chunk. Uh, outside of that, um, everybody else is kind of one catch, two catch, um, Jalen Knoll, you know, the, the freshman that there's been some buzz about three catches, nine yards. I saw, um, I saw Sean Shaw, uh, wasn't dressed. He was in street clothes. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but hopefully uh, we get him back. Cause I, I still think I said it all last year, I was kind of waiting for him to, to break out. I still think he's a guy at six, five, six, six, that that can make an impact. He's, he's shown flashes just need consistency there. So uh, yeah, there's still some question marks out there on offense, but uh, what a, you know, what an opportunity, what a week to clean those up. Yeah. We're going to have to, I think, um, you know, I would without goes without saying they're going to, you know, they're going to have our, they're going to have our full, uh, What's going on there? Well, got a little background a audio coming through. So you know when you open Pornhub. up the window, Pornhub window, just <laughs> the audio just kind of, we got caught a little bit there, buddy. Yeah, you got to close those windows before yeah, we start the, the pod. Yes. No, when you open up like a different ESPN page, I was gonna look at how many possessions we had. You know what? Now that you say that, I'm gonna go ahead and mute my speaker. <laughs> okay. So I was looking up how many possessions we had. Um. <laughs> Cause it, I didn't feel like we had a lot, but no, anyway, I, that was something I, I heard mentioned. I don't remember the number that it was a very, for whatever reason, it was a very low percentage or a very low uh, possession game for us. Not time of possession, but just number of possessions. Hey, we did kick uh, this kind of random thought that popped in my head, but that's how my brain works. Um, we did have a couple of uh, kickoffs through the end zone. Got a nice ovation from the crowd. So that was yeah. nice. But I think that's another thing is, you know, if you're a coach, like, you know, or not just coach Campbell, but anybody who because field position is one of those things that probably isn't talked about as much as like turnovers or, you know, what other, other major stats that, you know, can really sway a game, but having somebody that can kick the ball out of the end zone is a huge deal for field position. Cause late last year, I mean, we get into some games late in the season, who knows, like, you know, there may be a time where do we kick a field goal or do we go for it? And we met and you make that decision knowing that, Hey, I got somebody that can kick it out of the end zone here, you know, with really without any problem outside yeah. of the first kick. I think he was probably a little jacked up and nervous, but yeah, that, that, absolutely. Kick was yeah that one was kind of a, a, a little heel healy cut there, but uh, <laughs> I, I think you're exactly right. The uh, you know, with, with the style of, of, you know, offense, defense, and just football in general that coach Campbell and, and our staff wants to play being able to, to pin guys deep and, and have good kickoffs and not allow a return. It, I mean, that's, I think that's huge for the style that they want to play. So that I think that's definitely an added luxury this year um, that we didn't really have all the time last year, or maybe at all last year. Um, you want to talk about, uh, you want to kind of switch gears and start talking about the Iowa game a little bit coming up. Yeah, I think um, it's time to transition, right? To, uh, it's kind of what everybody's here for. So, um, Cyhawk week, college game day, top 10 matchup. I think AP, we're now ninth. Iowa, um, they were probably a little bit underrated to start the year, but they're now kind of probably where they should be. Um, 10th, right? They're 10th, yeah. So, that'll be top cool. 10 matchup. Top 10. And, you know, we, we said this a couple of years ago, but I mean, this is probably the the biggest and most anticipated game that we've had in the series with, you know, both teams kind of being primed and, and ready for special years. So um, Iowa coming off a big win at home, 34, six against Indiana. And I think they had, you know, like we said earlier, they feel better about their win than what you do. Their fans certainly do. And, but if you kind of peel back, you know, some of the layers you see that, okay, they had two pick sixes, which are plays they made. I think the kid from Ankeny was, I just, yeah, there, yeah, it was a kid from Ankeny. Yeah. Um, 
They were Riley Moss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were gifts though. The first one was a ball that, you know, off the receiver's hands right into him. Um, the second one, he just undercut a, an outback outbreaking route on the sideline. And yeah, really the, the third pick that they didn't return the, the quarterback scrambling, the receiver turns downfield to start blocking and the, re, and the quarterback throws it at him and, you know, to a guy who's blocking, doesn't see the ball being thrown. It's a gift. So they got three gifts and two of them got, uh, got returned for six. Yeah, And so. he's coming off of the, he's a good quarterback, the Penix kid, but he's coming off an ACL last year. Okay. So he's working off oh, some, and, some yeah, of that I mean, rust. That's not a good, that's not an easy place and an easy defense to go up against after being, a long layoff, but, um, you know, offensively, Iowa in the past game, um, you know, Spencer Petrus or I'm not saying his name, right. But he's 13 for 27. Anytime you're sub 50%, that's, yep. I know that's pretty bad. And 145 yards. He did run average. for a score. I saw. Yeah. But he only averaged five yards per completion. So everything this kind of sets up for in my opinion with, with both offenses in week one is, and then they had like the one long run. Yeah. So Tyler Goodson, the running back 19 carries 99 yards and a touchdown on the first, uh, first possession, 56 yard touchdown and really watching it back. It was just an outside zone. They kind of collapsed that whole side and the corner took a absolute terrible decision and just dove inside, got pinned inside. And he just went untouched on the sideline. Yeah, just, I mean, so it, was... it was, you know, it's, it's like you do it and, you know, in Madden when you're, uh, when you're playing against the easiest level, I mean, it's, he just teaching tape of what not to do on his exactly end. exactly just yeah. a, a bad decision they they collapsed the side the corner made a bad decision it was off to the races so and yeah. granted he you know he had the speed to finish the finish yeah, the play well, but yeah you don't want to take it away from because they made the plays no I, I kind of do I kind of but even like <laughs> you know the game we played Iowa and was it 05 where we won 23 to three and our offense was just kind of so so all day mm-hmm. so like we were excited we won the game but come Monday it's like all right here's what really happened. Our fans can celebrate, but we need to get better. I'm sure that's probably kind of where Iowa's at right now. Again, 13, that's a, that's a great point. Yep. 145 yards. You're averaging five yards per completion, zero touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over, but and this is going to be his first game kind of in a true road environment. Obviously last year that, you know, there were no fans in the stands for any big 10 games. So it's going to be a hostile environment. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be a ton of people. The field's going to seem like it's, you know, everything's closing in on you. Cause you know, it's just going to be a lot of people around and so he's going to be see. running around in mud. Cause our field's so bad, field's right? It's terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, hopefully I mean, my hope is that we can kind of, you know, we'll probably defer and then get out there quick three and out and then not let them get in any rhythm. And that kind of set the tone for the day. You know, it's one the, thing we didn't really talk about from, from our game with you and I is, uh, the, you said three and out. Our defense was really, really good. Outside of one busted on, yeah. play for, no, for a were, long touchdown, our defense yeah. was really good all, all game. Yeah, they were a little sloppy tackling, you know, early in the early in the game, but that they shored that up. And you know, Mike Rose was Mike Rose, and you know, Will McDonald had two sacks, I think, and guys on the back end were competing and playing well. And I just, Ishim Young had a pick, and he also had a hit coming downhill on the running back. That's, I mean, he's just, he's an absolute I missile know. back there. I hope he can stick around for every quarter of every game this year. I'm a little worried about that, but he is a missile back there. Yeah, he's a, he's a physical player and a downhill player. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this game's going to come down. It's going to be probably another boring game. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to, uh, in this game, I don't, who cares in this in, against you and I, you, I wanted to hang, you know, 50 on him and win by 30 or 40. That would have been, that'd have felt great. Uh, and this one, I don't care if we eke out a, you know, three to nothing win, it'll be boring to watch, but, uh, you know, this is truly a game where I don't care what we do in the stat book. I don't care what it says on the scoreboard other than, you know, we have a higher number than they do at the end of the yeah, day. We, we've lost five straight. We got to figure that out. That's, exactly. And I'm sure this is something, and he won't say it, but I'm sure this is something that, that Coach Campbell thinks about oh, uh, a little bit when he goes home at night. Yeah, that's a that's a, I mean that's a really good program and a, you know, and a coach who's been there forever and been a, you know, one of the better coaches in the sport for a long period of time and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a measuring stick for him I'm sure and you know we want to win the game and this is a year where, you know if we, it's not out of the realm we can beat Oklahoma twice we can beat Texas we can run the table and if we lose to Iowa that's you know we got bigger fish to fry and I'm sure they do too I mean looking at you know, looking at Wisconsin and they seem to have taken a step back and their schedule is extremely manageable as it always is. Mm-hmm. They don't see Ohio <laughs> state. They don't have Michigan. I love a little low key, big 10 shot there. Well, just, you know, whatever. But then they have, <laughs> I mean, it's going to come down to probably Ohio state and, you know, could you get everything dialed up for one game? 
to beat Ohio. Who knows? So I mean, there's a lot to play for for both teams. Both teams yeah. have, you know, week two, we're right there at number 10. We have playoff aspirations. So this is a huge game. And I think it's going to come down to probably the kicking game field position. Uh, you know, if we, I know it's boring, but you know, whoever, uh, whoever can, you know, whether it's, you know, three field goals, two field goals, whatever it is. And then, you know, who can, we'd all take a shaggy game right now. hundred percent. We'll take a 15, was it 15, 13 win or whatever that was in 07. So 15, 12, I think cause it's all, all, uh, all kicks. Yeah. I mean, I, I like our chances. I think we have, I just think we have a more, a more dynamic quarterback that can do a little bit more as long as he'll just kind of let loose and do it. I think this game is not, I don't want to say an all or nothing game, but just, you know, you don't have to play conservative. You can't really just rely on, Hey, it's you and I, or, Hey, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're better. It's Kansas. We're better than this. No, this is I, we need to go out and we need to execute. We need to have some big plays. Hopefully I mean, getting Charlie and then Sean Shaw back will help. Yeah. I mean, this will be the, probably the second best team we face, right? Be, you know, at least on paper to start the season, we'll see how things play out. But other than Oklahoma, this is going to be the next best best team that we face. Um, I, it's weird. I find myself almost, you know, in my own brain arguing a little bit, like on one hand, I want, it's like, I, I, okay, Brock, just let loose and be a playmaker. Like that's what you do. You you're best when you're ad libbing out there and you're making plays with your feet and running around, throwing the ball. And at the same time, I'm, I'm also saying, okay, Brock, just don't do anything stupid. Just, you know, take care of the ball. We got playmakers, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. And so I, you know, honestly, I'm probably like most fans out there. I'm not sure what I want out of him other than I just want him to get us a win on Saturday. So, um, Brock, good luck to you, buddy. That's I don't have any advice other than go get Sedalia. There shouldn't be a ton of pressure on him. We've got a good enough team to where he does. He's got to play. He's got to play great, but mm-hmm. you know, we got our offensive line has to play great. Brees Hall. I mean, I was a good team and a great program. We're going to have to bring it. So are you going to, uh, are you going? Uh, no, right now the plan is we're just going to watch the house with, uh, with, you know, just some, uh, some friends coming over, some other couples coming over. Um, I did. I did tell my wife though. I said, "Hey, if if, if tickets show up, if I get a call and somebody's got a got a line on some tickets, I'm, I might not be at the block party on Saturday. I might just end up missing and being being up at the game. So I don't know. We'll see. Later. But the plan so right now my, is just to watch it on TV. I guess my invite my invite will probably come later in the week. That's fine. Don't even worry about it. Um, yeah. No. Hey, it, it's you know invites in the mail. I'm sure you'll get it. Well, I don't yeah. know what standard ground delivery is these days, but I'll I'm sure it'll show up in time. In my uh, <laughs> recliner in the living room. Well, yeah, you'll be watching the Gophers. <laughs> I don't even know. Who cares <laughs> about the Gophers, man? I did. I kind of jumped on board when they were when they almost got. Do we want to go there? Do we want to kind of just talk about college football as a whole? No, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I have some notes on the Ohio State Minnesota game. No. I, I got into that game a little bit. You know what I hated about that game is seeing the running back go down. Uh, in slow I, motion. Like I knew right away. That's in my notes. Is 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 the Achilles injury the worst injury to watch in slow mo? Um, the answer is yes. You don't have the answer is yes. To see yeah, that I mean, heel dip and the and the bad. calf pop and shake like that. That's yeah. It's someone that's who's torn their ACL or excuse me, torn their Achilles. I can, I, I was, you know, I have a special yeah. place in my heart for you forget your Achilles. I'm ACL twice yeah. over here actually. But <laughs> when did you do it twice? Yeah. I don't have an ACL on my right knee currently. Did uh-huh. that in spring ball before our senior year. Didn't know it. So how do you tear an ACL you don't have? Well, I have it. I, I don't have it now. I had it then and I tore it in spring ball so before our senior just year took it out and didn't put a new one in. The other knee, I tore my, I tore my left ACL after our freshman year, got it fixed, tore my right ACL in spring ball before our senior year. It never got it fixed. Cause we thought it was a sprained MCL. How do you, you, how do you not know this? Know. All I know is you were making out with girls on campus and got mono. <laughs> okay. First off, four games. first off I got mono, but it was absolutely, I think I used somebody else's spoon in the dining center. Probably. Yeah, okay. okay. You would be, <laughs> you'd be COVID okay, yeah, right now. Okay. Not... Let's, let's, let's switch gears here. I don't like where this is going. Um, let's just talk about anything stick out to you in the, in week one of college football. Yeah. I love seeing, I, I've always kind of been a, a chip Kelly fan. So I was glad to see UCLA especially against LSU and did you see the clip of uh, uh, blue shirt on then they get pumped by him. (laughs) Yeah. He'll be, um, and this isn't a slight to them as coaches, but I think he's going to be, he'll be living that very plush buyout life very soon. If it doesn't get turned around. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They they expect more than a six win team. at LSU. Yeah. I mean, all the, 
the resources and the recruiting. And I think he saw that, and they kind of had, you know, obviously they had the, the receivers and Joe Burrow and the coordinators and kind of a perfect storm to win an adult, a yeah, national and title. Did. And they did. They, they were the best team probably that we've seen in the last, you know, since those USC teams early in the two thousands, but maybe that 06 Iowa state team was probably okay. <laughs> oh, um, God. I can't believe you don't want to talk about the Ohio state Minnesota game. I like, I, I think I've done a full 180 on PJ flag. I think I'm all in on, on, on PJ now. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind him. He's different. I actually, um, I mean, he, he's, he's as good as Minnesota can get in terms of finding something that people will pay attention to. Cause Minnesota mm-hmm. is all, it's, it's a Vikings town. It's a Minnesota, it's a hockey town. And that's what kind of drives the conversation. And having him here and winning 11 games two years ago, having the big win against Penn State, and you know everything everything they did that year was, you know, has people talking about them. But even like just driving around, you don't see as many. You know, I see as many Iowa State and Iowa as much Iowa State and Iowa stuff on people's cars. Love it. And Love to hear that. that fun stuff. Is it, you see as much as you do with Minnesota? It's just not something that people aren't repping as hard as, as maybe we do back home, but yeah, I mean, it was good to see. I think I did get a chance. I went to Ohio state's hotel cause there's so Todd Fitch is there. He's an offensive analyst for Ohio state. He was my quarterback's coach in college. And uh, he was awesome. Yeah. Texas coach Fitch was a good dude. Yeah. We kind of linked up and Tony Offords there. Paul Rhodes is actually there too. He's a, he's a defensive um, analyst. So they've got a, uh, you know, a lot of very good tenured coaches. And what do you think of Ohio players. state's quarterback? I think he's good. I mean, he's, he's kind of one of those. So I was talking to coach Fitch and he's like, we basically have five, we have four or five stars in our, in our quarterback room. They're all like freshmen or, or sophomores. The kid from Texas came in and he said that the kids are all good. Sometimes, you know, he basically was like, you know, there's a chance. That, and this is with everybody, you know, I'm sure you'll keep two and two will probably transfer and go play somewhere else. Because yeah, why today's you know, climate? Which, yeah. Yeah, which I don't have any any problem with. If you're a five star and you're that good, you know, you're gonna go start somewhere else. I mean, if you all these guys you look at, you know, from Baker Mayfield, who wasn't a five star, but he transferred and number one pick. You look at, you know, Jalen Hurts transferred and top pick. You look at Kyler Murray transferred and number one pick. So you're basically just talking about Oklahoma right now. Well, you know, there's guys <laughs> no, no I get it. I get it. And gone on to to kind of have Zeb have Zeb Noland. How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I love that. Guys out in South Carolina playing now. He's a the, DJ, so. the one note I have from the uh, talking about the Ohio State quarterback is 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 accuracy under recruited. Is accuracy something in, in your opinion, and you know you're a quarterback and played it at a high level. Is accuracy accuracy something you can teach? Can you get better at it? Or are you kind of born with it? Uh and 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 it's something that needs to be recruited like size and speed and strength and all that. Yeah, I think either. It's one of those things you can kind of either have it or you don't. I just look at the degree. Bears and Mitch Trubisky and he would, and he sucked and they traded up to get him in number two and he had he checked every box except accuracy. Well, you can be pretty accurate in shorts and t-shirts and it's pretty easy. It's just about whether you can make those quick decisions and be accurate during the game. Like I went down and I was down in Dallas earlier this summer and worked at football camp and there's a lot of really good quarterbacks there. Like these guys are all being recruited and they are just so good and so adept at all these drills and their feet are great. But like, you try to get them to hit like a, you know, the accuracy is all over the place. And I'm like, man, you a moving play. target, like a receiver. Yeah, he is like, you guys got to get with, like, you guys need to bring your receivers everywhere and just throw routes. Stop, you know, these dr- drills that you see on Instagram is it's just not the thing. Cause there's yeah. so many private social, social media and quarterback all, coaches and all they're doing is drill work. Cause you know, they don't have a full field or they don't have a bunch of receivers and, that stuff's great to do, but it's like cone work, cone drills for a receiver. Yeah, I see him everywhere on social media. I'm like, balls, bro, go just go catch. catch a million balls. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think it's something that, you know, you look at somebody like, we'll just call like a chase Daniel who physically is, you know, about as you he's know, kind of a fat toad. Yeah. But he's been in the league for, you know, he's going to be in the league for 20 years and make $50 million because you know, in college, you remember that time where we were playing yeah, and, start, and, and start Smith. three game and throw three games yeah. and throw 42 listen, passes in his career and make 50 we mil. in college. And we were playing down there and Brad Smith got knocked out of the game. And then Chase Daniel, and we all thought, Oh, pudgy. it's a wrap. We're going to win this thing for a truth. And just, and just lit us up. Dude is accurate. Yeah. So I think somebody like that, like, you know, you can have all these guys be six, five and two twenty and look like creative. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. 
and you know, it's, it accuracy is extremely important. And yep. there's a lot of really, really good quarterback coaches and coordinators in college that won't recruit it unless you can, you know, pitch and catch. But I thought he, he he's, he's a good player. He's like, he's definitely one of like the blue chip elite guys. Your first start to be in that environment, you know, he yeah. could easily played, you know, at home in the horseshoe against, you know, one of the directional Michigan schools or whoever from the Mac. Yeah. And, and, and I, I shouldn't jump on an 18 year old kid in his first, you know, his first start in college football on national TV, but no, I mean, you know, that's what I, that's what I'm here to do. That's so. what you're here to do. I mean, think <laughs> he could have went, you know, 20 for 25 for five touchdowns and they would have been raving about him. And then his, mm. his second game, he goes and plays, say they're playing Oregon. And it's like, you know, did he regress? It's like, no, he's a, he's an 18 year old freshman. And you saw like, it doesn't matter Ohio state. Like they just, if they get it right, it's going to be a touchdown because they have those two receivers. Yeah, and he he can get it downfield. So you saw that in the game, where you know they forced Minnesota into certain coverages they wanted, and the DBs can't stay within five yards of those two guys. They're both first round picks, like high first round picks. Are they super su- like the Alave kid? Is he is he that fast? Or I can't tell if he's fast or just the just smoothest route runner out there. He's both. I think he's just everything. He's super smooth. Gosh, that's like cheating. You should have to. Things. You should have to pick one. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. He didn't pick any, but, um, no, I like back when we played is either you're either fast or you're tall. I chose tall. And, uh, so obviously didn't, didn't get the fast sheen at all. Game day's coming to town. Let's are you, um, did you go I'm fired up? I, I didn't I go. Hope, yeah. I, I, we went last time. I hope Eric church is the guest picker again. I know he's a big hit with Iowa state fans. <laughs> I, obviously I'm joking. Everyone, everyone seems to be, uh, pissed again uh two years later on twitter about that i see a lot of people like oh i swear to god if we have another country singer um which why do you hate country music how could you hate country music? well did he have any iowa ties or they just no none and i think that was the problem <laughs> also he he picked iowa so that pissed people off yeah, um yeah. i thought i threw this out on twitter i thought coach mack would be just a he'd be electric on, on, uh, on college game day. He's got ties to both schools. He yeah, would talk would a be. million miles an hour. The energy would be high. Yeah, uh, it'd be real, real windy out there when it, with him talking. So just, yeah. just real, real, real fired up for that game. Yeah. They got to get like something that's going to bring that. That's probably what brings some, some other. Did you see it was floating around on Twitter today. So we're recording on Tuesday night. It was floating around, uh, Trey young, um, said that he might be in the game. He's, he's, he's like working on it right now. Might be in the game, um, to see my, my, uh, high school teammate, obviously talking about Charlie Kohler. Cause they, they mentioned that he was high, yeah. uh, teammates with him on every, you know, about three or four times a broadcast. Um, so I don't know if that means he's just going to the game or if that means he might be coming into, uh, to be the guest picker, which you got to assume he'd pick Iowa state. So I, I don't hate that. Yeah, he's a big enough name. I think ESPN would sign off. Let's do it. Exactly. But um, I mean, we'd all love to see Niang, but is I don't, you know, outside of Iowa State circles, I don't know if he's a a huge name. Obviously, he's a rock star around here. But who's that? George Niang? Never. Okay. Yeah. He's the man. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So college game day is coming. Great for Iowa State. Really good that we're kind of in a spot where it's like game day is coming and it's not the number one story. You know, so it's good to see how our program has kind of progressed and just from the the game day atmosphere and we're going to average, I mean, I think our stadium's over 60,000. I'd bet we'd probably average that, which yeah, that's got to be in the top, you know, 20 to 30. Oh yeah. It's, I, I would say for sure. Top, top 20, I would think. And yeah. yeah how cool is it that, like you said, the, Crazy. The, the, the story of the day, isn't that college game day is coming is that this game has, Playoff college playoff implications. Yeah. If you win this game, you got a, a pretty good route and or, or clear path to the playoffs. If you lose, you're probably out. And that's cool for, uh, for Iowa state, you know, Iowa has, has had success in their program. Iowa state, not as much. So it's cool that, that we're now at that level. Um, and that, you know, I think we've all kind of wished, or at least you and I have talked that how cool it would be for this game to be played later in the year when there's, there's things on the line, when teams have, you know, they've both kind of found themselves a little bit and we always play at the the second game of the year when not as much is out there, but for this year, that's not the case. There is, there's a ton on the table for this. Uh, and, and with college, play, you know, football playoffs being on the table for both, uh, for both teams with two top 10 teams. I mean, this, this Saturday is going to be, it'll be absolutely crazy and, and wild up there. And you know, like I said, I just, uh, I don't care what it looks like. I just hope we come out with a W. Hundred percent. I'm excited. I, I feel good about it. I'm not. Uh, I think we've been around it enough to not get too 
not get too caught up in the results. I can remember 05, we kind of stumbled around with Illinois State. Iowa won big in their opener, and they were ranked number eight, and, you know, we kind of whooped them. So mm-hmm. week one is is kind of a um, a good opportunity to figure out where you're at, and then from there you just kind of watch the film, turn the page, and, and you're on to week two. So mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to kind of finish up on here, and not spend a ton of time on it, but, you know, there was realignment news. I know that uh, sounds like we're going to have some uh, some new. I'm members. glad you mentioned that. I'm glad I looked. Us. I looked up some things this uh, today. I did. I did a little what, what you, you know professional podcaster over here. So we talked. So uh, there's been a lot of talk of, of realignment news. So that you know, looks like the Big Twelve has extended offers or, or invitations to four teams: Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and uh, Central Florida. Um, those four teams uh, went three and one this week. So uh, BYU beat Arizona, which is oh a Pac-12 school, part of the uh, the whatever Pac-12 ACC Big Ten Alliance. Um, Cincinnati, obviously a, a really good program, number seven uh, team in the nation right now. They beat Miami of Ohio, and UCF beat Boise State. The only loss was Houston, um, lost to a Big 12 school in Texas Tech. So I think those four schools, Houston, BYU, Cincy, and, and UCF. I mean, great additions. And obviously, you know, geographic stuff doesn't matter anymore in college football when you're talking conferences. So I think those are four really strong teams. I think the big 12, you know, has to make some sort of move, you know, whatever it is, whether it's adding teams or, or joining, you know, an alliance or something like that. But I thought those were uh, four good additions that it looks like you're going to join the big 12 uh, and they showed out and they look good on week one. So that's good to see. I don't know how our fans are going to feel about um, BYU. <laughs> simply because now I've, I haven't been to, I think it's through Provo maybe, but I have been to, excuse me, Salt Lake. And my brother and sister-in-law got married in Salt Lake. And um, I don't know that they have a bunch of bush light at the ready in Utah. I think it's like outlaw down there. Well, they, <laughs> they've loosened up because I think just, you know, for, for businesses and, you know, a bar is a business and, you know, trying to attract more people and because mm-hmm. obviously the, you know, the Mormon church is huge out there, but like, you can't, you can't go to a bar and like have them make a drink in front of you. They go behind the bar and make your drink. And this is like, you know, a, a well, that, that might be, uh, that might ago. be one road game that I just never try and go on. It might actually be kind of cool to be out there and just see a new campus. Cause you know, Lord knows we've been to Manhattan, Kansas. And <laughs> that's true. You know. That's an excellent point. Hey, you want to go to Lubbock or <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lubbock might be the worst yeah. place in America, but Hey, we can go to Disney and then go watch UCF. Um, but just so I didn't waste my work uh, this afternoon um, when I, you know, I after mean, I got done with all my hard work minutes. for my real job uh, was looking at. So the Alliance has gotten a lot of talk, this PAC 12 ACC, big, uh, big 10 Alliance, which what a disaster of a press conference. Did you see that? The, uh, the presidents come out or eighties or whoever it was came out and, and asked, well, was anything signed? Well, if something needs to be signed on paper, then, you know, what, what is our world coming to, you know, our, our word is our bond type of deal. Um, but those, uh, those three conferences, the, uh, the PAC 12 was seven and six, big 10 was 10 and six. And the ACC was seven and seven all while the lowly big 12 who's being left out of all the conversations was nine and one this week. Um, we don't need to get into who they played. Uh, it doesn't hey, matter we won Clemson loss. We're better than Clemson. Don't worry about it, who played. That's what I'm saying. We don't need to, it, who cares who played cupcakes and who didn't. I don't, I'm not, we're not here to talk about that. We're strictly here to talk about the fact that we were big 12 was nine and one. Uh, and uh, ACC was seven and seven, big 10, 10 and six, pac 12, seven and six, obviously uh, just bad football conferences um, until we have to join one of them. So I would have to agree, but, and let's talk about, um, so do you watch Notre Dame and UCF or excuse me, Notre Dame and Florida state on, uh, I did. God, Sunday I wanted night. Florida state to pull that out. I really did. I don't know I why I don't like Notre Dame. I mean, it's not a, because Brian Kelly seems like it's not a religious well, thing. Nice I have guy, nothing but... against Catholicism. Um, so where I, are we going for, here? I just, I just really wanted them to, to lose. I don't know why Notre Dame just kind of bothers me. The whole fact that they won't join a conference yet. Like everybody knows like, Hey, you're in the ACC, but they just refuse to join a conference. I just wanted them to lose. Yeah, I don't know if uh, – I don't know. Brian Kelly's, I think, just kind of seems unlikable to some. 
he had his sweet comment <laughs> after the game kind of a oh a joke i forgot about flat. that I, I i mean i don't think anybody if, if you're upset about that you probably kind of hey twitter go. twitter was on fire about that but that's because there's so there's millions of people who wake up every day and say what can i get pissed off about on twitter yeah they but saw you i thought, hair, I thought really the uh right oh it looks good right now it's too bad people too bad there's a podcast not a video um it's uh no i thought the comment that i uh, you know we love execution. And after that game, maybe our entire team should be executed. Like if you're going to get mad about that and can't see that he was obviously joking and two, like it was a bad joke, but it's kind of funny. Like get over yourself. Yeah. He, he kind of handled the same way. He was like, seriously guys, stop it. So, but what I'm I want to talk if he had about come out was, with a real, with a real apology, then no, that would have been bad. Yeah. We're not. I think we over apologize at times. I don't think we're there. So let's talk about uh, McKenzie Milton and coming back from, what he came back from. And uh, I'm, I got to be honest, man, I'm kind of torn on it. Obviously I love the fact that he was able to come back from that injury, but I just, sometimes I don't know if like, should you really be playing football again? How nervous were every time time he handed the ball off and carried out a fake. I was like nervous. Well, even like Alex Smith, Alex Smith looked compromised on the field when he came back. And yeah, I think there was a with tight his, end. With his drop the, foot. Yeah. There was a tight end that played for the bears a few years ago. They had like same thing to where like you tear your knee up so bad. Like, you know, you're there's arteries that are damaged. Like your, you know, your femoral artery, which, you know, literally carries supplies blood to, to your lower leg is like compromised yeah. and like his surgeon, I just kind of read a couple articles and it was like, I think they talked about this, but it was like, this is a quote from his doc. Like goal number one is to safely do the operation so that you can keep your leg. Yikes. Goal number two is give you a limb that you can walk with and that's stable and doesn't have pain. It's like, okay, sometimes what goal, goal was football? I want to know what I number just, goal was football. I just don't. <laughs> was I don't it know. even on the list? I know that we love these inspirational stories and like social media gives us all these, all the positives that come out. And I, I was, you know, I was, it was great to see him and I'm sure it was, you know, awesome for his family. But at the same time, it's like, what happens no. if you ding that? Did you see his mom? No, she was nurse. She, I guarantee his mom her. looked like it was an absolute nightmare was playing out in front of her with her son running around on the football yeah. team. I just think sometimes, football field. Yeah, sometimes the answer might be no, man. Like you can have a life and career in football. It just might not be playing and, I just, man, we got to make sure we're, we're putting the best interests of, of these, especially college, like Alex Smith, you've got all the money in the world. You can make your own decisions. You're a pro, but for college guys, sometimes I know that sometimes whether it's the guys who've had too many concussions, like, you know, the training staff and they'll just be like, Hey man, you're done. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when somebody has like, we're talking about arteries, like they had to basically take a, and, you know, take an artery from another part of his leg from his other leg, right? from his other leg and reconstruct it. It's just like, you know, what happens if you hurt that again? Like you probably, you know, those, those vascular surgeons are doing what's called like limb salvage. Like that's crazy. Like that's just the, just the name of that procedure. sounds like he shouldn't be playing. So I don't know. I just think, man, I just hope he's careful and Florida state's smart about it. And cause they offensively, their operation is all over the place. I mean, he's going to be running for his life. It's not going to be clean. It's not going to be. You know, and I, I get that kid that was playing before him wasn't, you know, he's not efficient as he's a great athlete, but he looks more like a receiver who can just throw a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think a good story for him. And obviously he's, you know, he's an OG for getting back on the field, but just don't know if he should be, man. I, yeah. I'm, very, I'm very cool story. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. The one he did have one where he actually tucked it and ran a little bit. And, and that made, you know, that made me a, a little uneasy, but very cool story. I think, you know, you like to, you'd like to think that the, uh, you know, the default, Hey, he wouldn't be out there if he wasn't clear to be out there. Um, a, a little hypocritical by you to be saying this stuff, the way you came back from your turf toe injury, um, at Iowa state. So, I mean, very similar injuries, uh, almost amputating his leg and then your turf toe. So Listen, a little hypocritical on your part. Um, I'm a right-handed quarterback <laughs> and it was my right toe and it happened oh, in like the second quarter against army in 2005, which is like our third game of the year. So I went the whole season. I don't remember any of that game. None of that game. I don't remember to even play it oh, out I there. Could, I love that. I got that clip shared. Of you. <laughs> uh, if anyone don't knows, doesn't TV. know in every group, group text or group chat that I'm in that involves Brett at some point, like in the last couple of weeks, he's thrown out a clip of me dropping a, a ball against uh, army. But anyway, um, this is bad radio. Uh, 
Yeah. So I, it's very cool story. And it's, it's cool to see him bounce back like that after, you know, basically two years of, of surgeries and rehab. Um, but it doesn't make me feel real good to see him run around. I don't want him to play anymore, but <laughs> it's not, it's not up to me clearly, but man, we just got to be careful. I think. Yep. What else? Anything else? That's about all I got, man. I got anything for you. I'm just, uh, I'm excited for this week. I'm excited for this opportunity for Iowa state. Again, we're going to have, you know, however long game day is to showcase our university and showcase Iowa state and great for recruiting. And, you know, I, we just, I was one five straight. It's time to kind of get that figured out. And I'm confident that, you know, I think, I think a keys is going to be Brock and I think he's going to, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. Uh, you know, obviously I don't think he cares what we say, but he just, you oh, know, he's need, a listener. Yeah, we, for we, sure. just, we just need him to play. We need him to play great. We need our yep. defense to, to do what they do. And, you know, breeze to get over a hundred yards, which I'm sure doesn't happen very often against this Iowa defense. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm. get a, a big special teams play or a turnover. Cause again, I think it's, it's going to be one of those games and both, both teams do this. Kirk Ferentz has been in a number of those games where it's like, all right, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for you to make a mistake. And we do that quite a bit too. So I think it's going to be one of those games or whoever, whether it's, I mean, you look at a couple of years ago, we fumbled the punt and that ended the game. Or, you know, you look at la- you know, the game we had last, last week, it was, you're not going to score on us. We know you're not going to score on us. We're going to play field position and, you know, we're going to kick field goals and that's what we did. So yep. I'm just, I think it's going to be that type of game. I agree. Uh, so let's wrap with this. What's, uh, what's your prediction score wise? I'm not giving my score on here because I gave a different score and you lit me up on, on Twitter. Yeah, so here's, because, okay. Yes. We do, we do picks for Cyclones Fanatic. So let's save it for the Cyclones Fanatic um, picks that come out later in the week. Okay. okay? Fine. We I, that's that's fair now. enough. Yeah. Because within 24 hours, your pick changed by like three scores either way. Why would so. you not give yourself more than one chance to be right? I mean, well, come on. Were you right on either of them? I think I got both of them right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So just stay tuned for the, uh, the picks later this week for, uh, for the staff picks for cycling fanatic, but, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. I'm excited for this game. It's what an opportunity for Iowa state to showcase itself as a university, as a football program, um, on the biggest stage, uh, with college game day coming to town. So, uh, a great top 10 matchup, you know, we, I don't know the last time we've been a part of, uh, uh, of a game that involves two top 10 teams, if ever, um, it happens to be our biggest rival from, from, uh, you know, the Eastern side of the state. Um, so I, I'm pumped. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, probably going to be sitting on my couch, drinking a few beers, doing it, but it's, uh, it's going to be a fantastic Saturday. So hopefully we can come out with a W that's all I got. Absolutely. Go Cyclones. Go state.